This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. I wanted to start this message today with a question, and, 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 and the question is this. Have you ever gotten to the point in your life where you were so tired at the attack of the enemy that you felt like you needed to push back just a little bit? That you felt that it was time to push back, and I'm hoping and I'm praying today, maybe even sensing that, and I'm believing that there's some of you today that are sick and tired of being pushed around by this or that, and I'm guessing there's maybe even some of you in here that it's, it's time to fight back, that there's a battle for you to win, and maybe just maybe today in your personal life, it might be a habit that you need to break. It, it might be somebody that's sick. It, it may be a relationship that you need to attempt to mend. It may be a debt that you need to get rid of. Maybe it's a discipline that you need to start. Maybe it's some temptation that you've given into for too long, and it's time to fight back. And I promise you, with the help of Jesus Christ, he can help you do it. But over the next few weeks, I want to talk very specifically to this church and even more specifically to the men because obviously I feel more qualified to talk to men. But I don't want to leave the ladies back because today I'm talking about being a warrior and some of the strongest warriors I've ever met are ladies. Trust me, don't mess with the praying mama. Is that not the truth? Don't mess with the praying mama. And I'm telling you today that God has called us to be a warrior. Today I want to talk to all of us, but, but more specifically today to the men because I feel that in our culture today, some are confused on what it means to be a man. Sometimes are, are we supposed to be powerful or are we supposed to be gentle or are, 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 are we supposed to be timid? Are we supposed to be weak? Are we supposed to be strong? Or, in fact, even when you look at Jesus and kind of growing up as a child, some, some people um, um, look at him and kind of portray him as being this meek and mild, you know, poor boy. He's good with sheep and kids. And yes, he was full of love and he was full of mercy and he was full of grace. Yet at the same time, in the same body, he was a spiritual warrior. He's somebody who stood his ground, who fought the fight, and he was the best to ever live. He was the best to ever be that, and I want to look today at the nature of God, and I want to look at the person of Jesus to lay the groundwork, and then there's three different callings, three different things that I believe God has called us, things that we have to embrace, but I want to talk about the nature of God for just a minute. And what I love about God, among so many things, is there's so many different words to describe who He is. You can't put God in a box, and that's kind of what I love about Him. There's so many different words to describe Him. He's called the shelter, the hiding place. He's called your rock, but He's also called a warrior. And as a matter of fact, in Exodus, the, the Word of God declares Him like this. It says, the Lord is my strength and my defense he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. Listen, it even says I will exalt him, but what's it say? The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Even Jesus, who was full of mercy and compassion, could put up a spiritual fight. He said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, he says, Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. He, come to, he came to bring truth. 
He, he came to speak life. You see, in fact, there's this really, really powerful story about Christ in Luke chapter 4. When you have time, I suggest you go read it. But Jesus was actually teaching, and the crowd didn't like his message, and they thought it wasn't true, and they called him this and called him that. So there's this big mob of angry people, and they basically charged him and pushed him to the edge of a cliff. And Luke says in, 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 in his gospel there that as they were about to push him over the edge of the cliff, all we hear and know is that Jesus... Jesus turned, looked at the crowd, and when he looked at him, the crowd parted and he walked through. Talk about a spiritual warrior. And we don't know why the crowd parted, but it's almost as if he just looked at him. Have you ever gotten that look? My mom's given me that look before where I was doing something, and she gave me that look, and I'm like, okay, I better hush up. I need to stop. It's that look, and you know what that look is. And it's almost like in this story, Jesus is surrounded by this angry mob, and he gives him the look. And they separate and he walks through. You see, Jesus was a warrior. And ultimately, the greatest battle ever fought is when Jesus was, oh, oh, when he was oh, obedient to the word of God and gave his life on the cross and he beat death, hell, sin, and the grave. He's the greatest warrior of all time. And when this warrior, the Son of God, returns, John had a vision about him. And in Revelation chapter 19, he describes him like this. He said, I saw heaven standing open. And there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were with him riding on white horses and dressed in linen white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword which is to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords if you don't know who he is today that's who my God is he is the King of Kings he is the Lord of Lords he is the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end he is the shepherd but he's also a warrior He is a soon returning king, a conquering king, and a warrior who wins every battle that he fights. I don't know about you, but the guy that was put into a grave and raised back from the dead, when he comes back looking like that, I want to be on his team. I want to be on his team. He was full of mercy, full of compassion, and with the greatest warrior who ever lived, men and women of God. You're a warrior. And I believe that God has given every warrior three things. And I want to talk about those today that God's ever that He has given everybody someone to protect. He's given us a kingdom to advance and a battle to win. And I want to talk about it because listen, if you know anything about God, if you know what I know, He has never lost a battle. And Miss Paula, he don't plan on it now. He will never lose. He has won every time. God has given every warrior someone to protect. I love the words of Nehemiah. 
When he was advancing the kingdom, when he was rebuilding the walls and the enemies tried to stop the work, Sanballat and the others, her, her, they were giving him insults and even giving threats to their lives. And Nehemiah had a warrior moment where he stands up and says to everybody, he said, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. He says to fight for your home, fight for your sons, your daughters, and your wives. And I want to talk to some warriors today. I'm telling you to fight for your home, to fight for purity, to fight for a victory, fight for generosity, fight for righteousness. God has given you someone to protect. And here's what I know about you, men, that you don't have to be some gym rat with muscles coming out of everywhere. Because here's the truth. Yes, we are facing war on earth, but there's a war going on in the heavens and we can wage war from our knees. We can wage war with prayer. We can wage war with praise. You could be smaller, quiet by nature, but if someone comes in to break someone you love, you will wage war through your walk with God. It is inside of you. You might be timid. You say, Pastor, I'm timid. But let me tell you something. When somebody is trying to threat somebody you love, there's something in you that will righteously die to protect somebody that you love. I'd say to you, don't just be willing to die for them, but be willing to live for them too. Be willing to live, and, and not just in our bodies, but, but also emotionally. You see, one of the greatest tragedies of our day and throughout history is that there's so many women who have been abused by the power of men gone wrong. There should never be a woman or child ever in the presence of a man of God that should feel anything but safe. They should always feel emotionally safe. You see, not only will I protect my wife from any single person, but I want to protect her heart, meaning that I want her to know that I will live with good character and she doesn't ever have to worry about me getting to any type of trouble, that she trusts me. You see, I also want to provide for her the best way that I can. And in order to do that, I have to live below my means and create margins so that when things come up, I can provide for them the way that I need to. As men, that's what we should do. But I don't always want to just protect in those ways. I also want to protect them spiritually. That means we as people of God, people that know Jesus Christ, that we're in church every single week. That there's never been, look, there has never been, you can ask my kids, you can ask my wife, never has there been a weekend where they woke up and said, Dad, are we going to church this week? No, they know we're going. And they don't just want to come because it's what we do. They literally want to be here. And it's not because I'm Pastor Chris. It's because I love Jesus. And it's because I preach that to them. And it's because I pray with them. And it's because I talk to them about Christ. And they want to learn everything that they want, that they need to know, and that they want to learn. My children want to be here. We don't miss kids' church because they need the strength of the body of Christ to empower them as little warriors. Because look, as children in the Bible, there were warriors that were children too. Our children who are over in kids' church right now learning about creation, learn, they, 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 they are learning right now that God created them special, that He created them unique because we need to train them to be warriors. You see, I... As a dad, I have a right 
to be with my children and to tell them no. I have a right to protect them. And I do. I shelter them. Look, bad company corrupts good character. That's what the Bible says. So I have to be careful who they're around. Because I don't want their good character, their good morals to be corrupted by somebody that is trying to influence them to do something that's not right. I have a job as a parent to protect them. God has given me somebody to protect. And my job is to sometimes look at them and say, son, I know you want to do it, but no. Look, I've got two boys, and I'm very protective of them. I shelter them for good reason. Their heart and their character are too important for me to allow things in that could corrupt it. I love my boys, but listen, I I have a little girl too. And she's got me wrapped. And she knows it. And she uses it (laughs) whenever she wants something. She don't go ask mama. She comes and asks me, and I give her everything that she wants. But let me tell you something. When it comes time for her to date, I promise you, there will be an interview process. You can laugh at me. You can judge me. Do all you want to. But I'm going to interview every single boy that comes in that house. Why? Because my daughter is a jewel. Because she's my princess. Because there's no greater person to me than that little girl. And I love her so. So as a dad, as somebody that I'm supposed to protect, it's not controlling. It's being protecting. And let me tell you something. I want her to know how she should be treated. So how do I do it? I treat her mom the right way. I treat her with love and respect because I want Eliza to know that when she grows up, this is how a man is supposed to treat you. You see, as children of God, we have been given someone to protect. I love 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 12. This is what we are to be. It says to be strong and let us fight bravely for our people. Cities of our God, the Lord will do what is right in His sight. We're to be strong and fight bravely for the people that we love. So God has always a every warrior, every child of God, he's given you someone to protect. But number two, he's also given you a kingdom to advance. I want you to look at Luke chapter 9 verse 1. Jesus called the 12 and it says that when Jesus had called the 12, he gave them what? Power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases. Let me tell you something, as children of God, you have the power. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. You are to proclaim the kingdom of God. Men, you have a kingdom to advance. Matthew chapter 6 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We're told that when you pray, that you should pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's it say? Not my will, but your kingdom come. Your will be done as earth as, as it is in heaven. The Bible goes on to say that what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You have the power. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have a kingdom to advance. This is your ministry. It's your contribution. You are called by Jesus, the light of the world. You are a a heavenly ambassador for Christ. You're the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from heaven to earth to represent him. God even gave you gifts and talents to you. You have a kingdom to advance. You see, the problem is sometimes if you are distracted, you can cause more havoc 
than good. And in a culture that we live in today, it's real easy to get um, distracted. It's real easy to, to do things that God hasn't called us to do. It's real easy to get into some things that, that we shouldn't be engaged in. And, and what the Bible telling us is stop trying to fight the wrong things. Fight the what God has told you to fight. Advance His kingdom. In everything that we do, you might be the brightest light in your workplace. You might be the brightest light at your job. You might be the brightest light in your home. And let me tell you something. Use the light to your advantage. Advance the kingdom of God at all costs. There's too many demons in this world that are trying to take people that belong to the kingdom. It's time that we use the influence that we have and fight back. It's hardwired in you to do that. You see, you can also wage war in your closet, fighting on your knees, doing warfare, believing by faith, calling angels to protect and to push back darkness. You see, men, I want to say something here. Men, we need more prayer warriors. We need more spiritual men to stand up and fight. We need more men willing to go to, to, the, battle, to the battlefront and pray your way through. We need it. God has given everybody someone to protect. He's given everybody a kingdom to advance. But number three, and I want to spend some time here before we close. God has given every warrior a battle to win. In fact, David said this in Psalms. He said, praise be to the Lord, my rock, who, what's it say? Who trains my hands for war. He trains my hands for war. Even my God, you see, I have such a heart for him. He trains me to be ready for battle. He trains my hands for war. Let me tell you something. I said it once and I'll say it again. Being a Christian, being in church is not a playground. It's a battleground. And we battle not against the flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world. There is a fight in you. The problem is some of us recognize it too late. But see, what we should be doing is we should be saying, hey, I'm not going to sell out. I'm not going to sit back. I'm going to engage because, see, so often is you realize there's someone to protect, a kingdom to advance, a battle to win. And all of a sudden you say, I'm ready to slay the giant. And then you get the news that your car broke down. And I'm ready to do this, but now my mind's bogged down. And um, the credit card bill came, came due and I can't make the payment. And so often what happens is... What you feel in your heart and desire in your soul is so much different than what you see. So how do you as a warrior step into your mission, pleasing God, living for his purpose, to glorify his name, to protect those you love, and to advance the kingdom? How do you do it? How do you do it when your heart wants to do it, but your mind is so bogged down on everything else? And I want to give you one statement here. That I hope will transform the way you think. And I hope you'll understand that winning isn't always what you conquer later. But it's being faithful and obedient today. And I want to say it again because you don't win. It's not the moment of a victory when you throw the stone to take the giant down. David won when he showed up to serve the brothers with crackers and cheese. 
It's not just the giant. True victory is honoring God and being obedient to Him today. Think about Christ, the greatest warrior of all time. He wasn't just winning when He gave His life on the cross, and but when He went in the wilderness with no food and the enemy tried to tempt Him, and the first time the devil said, Hey, I know you're hungry. You've got power. Won't you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus drew the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and said, No, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And he won in that moment. And then the devil said, Hey, what if you just jump off the cliff? And if you jump off the cliff, God would give his angels charge over you. And then he drew the sword again and said, No, it is written, Thou shalt not put the Lord your God to test. And he won in that moment too. And then a third time the devil said, Hey, look at all the riches. I'll give you all the power and glory and everything if you just bow down and worship. To me and Jesus said away from me Satan for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and to him alone in that moment he won you see a victory is not just what you accomplish tomorrow but it's about being oh, oh it's about being faithful to him today Jesus won when he protected a broken woman from an angry mob and wanted to kill her. He, he won on the day where he walked into a, to a, the temple, a place that was being misused, and he overturned the tables and said, you don't take God's house, a place meant for worship, and use it for your own selfish gain. You see, men, sometimes you turn a cheek, but sometimes you turn a table. Sometimes you have to be a warrior. But then there's a time where, where when he was in the garden and he knelt down and he prayed, he said, Father, may this cup be removed from me. And every demonic voice from hell said, don't go through with it. Don't do it. And Jesus said, yet not my will, but yours be done. And Jesus stripped naked, hanging on the cross, taking abuse, people spitting on him, dying slowly. And he won when he did not retaliate. He could have called down legions of angels. But instead, he looked up to heaven and said, God, have mercy on them. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he was victorious in that moment when he said, it's completed. My job is done. You see, it wasn't just in the moment that he gave his life where he won. But it was every single day where he was tempted and tried and he won the individual battles. You see, if you want to win, there's a battle for us to win. So my advice for you is don't just look to tomorrow. Win your battles today. Start today. Start today. And then he said, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he gave his life. And God raised him from the dead and he won on that day. Why? Because he was obedient to his assignment. What, what, what am I saying today? What's your battle? What's your battle? What do you have to fight and win? I just want you to name one. Not two, not three. It's two minutes. Name one. Name one battle and win. And you've got to name it because if you, if you can't name it, you can't beat it. Name the battle. What do you have to fight? For some, it's your health. And see, I've made the choice that I'm going to be there to walk my child down the aisle. So I have to make changes. I have to win today so I can be here tomorrow. For some, it might be mental health. I don't know what your battle is, but name your battle. Men, win your battle. It might be a debt you need to eliminate. 
eliminate. And, and you don't want to be three, five, ten years down the road still stressed out. Win the battle today. Defeat the giant today. Don't just wait till tomorrow. Men, lead your home. Lead your home. And if your wife is a strong will, let her lead too. Because as a leader, here's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to let leaders lead. We're supposed to put people in a position to succeed. So I'm telling you, what's your battle? What is your battle? What is your battle? Where is it that you're weak? What is your battle? Name it and do something about it. We have to win. You see, for some of us, the enemy has robbed you of a spiritual confidence to walk strong. I stand for what I know is right. I'm going to walk in confidence. I'm going to walk in confidence. You see, you don't win by just memorizing scripture. You win by opening up your Bible. You win by creating a daily habit of prayer. You win by creating a daily habit of praise. You win by starting today. I'm telling you, what's your battle? What's your battle? Do something about it. You know, um, Joel says this, and I pray this is our heart cry. I pray this is what we should be. But it's Joel chapter 3, and I'm going to close. Joel chapter 3 says this, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Rouse the warriors. Let all the fighting men draw near and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weakling say, I am strong. Come quickly, all you nations from every side and assemble there. Bring down your warriors, Lord. You see, sometimes it's time to fight back. And in a culture today, I don't know if you've been seeing what's going on. And I'm not a political preacher. I don't always preach what's in the news. But there's states right now that are putting mandates on churches and telling them that if they continue to meet, the power will be turned off in their building. I'm telling you, it's time to fight back on our knees. There's spiritual warfare, Tony, going on right now. And it's time we fight back. And we take back what the enemy has stolen from us. Look, I said in the, in the beginning of this message that he's never lost a battle. He's never lost. And because he lives in you, as long as you go with what the Bible says you should, you'll win too. But listen, not only does he never lose a battle, but he never wastes one either. He'll never waste a battle. There's always something we can learn. There's always a purpose. Look, when the Israelites were marching around the walls of Jericho, they needed the walls to come down, but the walls were there. To, they were there to keep them out, and they knew what God had promised, and they heard from God, and they marched, and they marched, and the walls came down, and it's a beautiful story. But see, the story doesn't stop there because Bible scholars believe that the walls fell down in such a way that the wall that was meant to keep them out was actually used then as a ramp in order to let them in. And I'm telling you today, that which the enemy has tried to halt your purpose, that which the enemy has tried to rob your joy, might be the very thing that God uses in order to let you in. It's time to fight back. Your battle 
has a purpose. The very thing that's keeping you from arriving could be the very thing to help you get there. All you need to do is to have a heart of a warrior and to understand that I've got somebody I need to protect, that I have a kingdom that I have to advance, and that there is a battle that I must win. And it's not just one battle. There's a battle every single day of your life. Win today so I can win tomorrow. And then win tomorrow so I can win the next day. So that a week from now we can look back and we can name and claim every, every win that we've had. But it starts today. It starts today. It starts today.